Hello and welcome to D-League, Melbourne Demons Fan Meets, it is a weekend of classic sporting events. How did the D's Dogs game rain alongside? Oh, right up there with the World Cup final, I would have to say. You think so? <laughs> no. Uh, not in the slightest. We've had some suspense. Wasn't decided till near the end. Well, only because the dogs kept missing shots Yeah. Um, in the third quarter and then could have absolutely put us away. But no, I thought that we were quite clearly outplayed. Um, but the scoreboard was a bit flattering. But, you know, it was a bit of a frustrating game again because we got so close and then we just kicked ourselves out of the game, unfortunately. We actually had a real chance, I think, um, to potentially win it. But unfortunately, we just missed some shots to um, track and uh, from by track, Harms and Fridge. Right, right. Which is a real shame. Well, it's a bit different to a lot of the games we've had where we've dominated the scoring shots Yeah, and lost. totally, totally. Except this time that the dogs did just enough to win. Yeah. I, thought, I mean, I they, they kicked some... one goal eight in the yeah. third quarter. It's not great. I do think there were some positives, though, some real positives. So, I thought the back line I can see is going to be a really good back line. I mean, poor Nevs was a little bit um, underdone, I think. Or not yeah. underdone, but just sort of, you know, you could tell oh, it was he, his first game back. He looked back. off the pace, yeah. Yeah, but he will definitely get back. He will be better for the run. And I thought Lever started to show some better signs. And, um right. May's like looking better. So, you know, I think that that backline is really going to gel into yeah. something that's quite strong. I'm pretty positive about it. I mean, look, I don't think any of them other than May played particularly well, but I do agree with Goodwin on the fact it's going to take several weeks. And once they all get together, this is the first week I think we're Yeah, it really is. Line. The whole backline together. No, I mean, I'm not saying that they all played like exceptionally well, but I think it's more like you can see what the sort of the stages of what it's going to look like in the future. I right. think the initial stages of what it's going to look like in the future. Yeah, exactly. No, Which I, I think th- will be really stable. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty exciting. Uh, I think there were quite a few positive signs from the game actually, because given our forward line yeah. going in, I mean, we really, we had no options. Yeah. No, um, McDonald who's finally been kicking some goals. No Wiedemann, which yeah. one could argue wouldn't really change the scoreboard much, but he's still our forward target. And then you've got Hannon, who's woefully out of form. Yeah, well, Hannon, poor thing, has just had a lot of injuries this year. So I think he just needs a really good preseason. He'll be back at it. But yeah, yeah, it just looks like he just looks like someone who is just really struggling for lack of having a preseason, to be honest. Do you think that's it? I mean, he's been in for several weeks, Nates, and he got three touches. Yeah, it's not great. I think he's just out of form. Yeah, I well, think it's as simple as that. Maybe that's it. But I think that the preseason definitely precipitated the out of formness because right. by the end of last year, he was looking like a really consistent and, and strong player for us, particularly at key moments. Yeah, oh, um, I love Hannon. I think, yeah. I think he's a great player for us. But right now, it's not working. And I think yeah. he probably needs a bit of a spell just to get some form back. Yeah, that's probably true. I think they probably brought him right back into the AFL maybe a bit too quickly. Right, right, right. But despite that, you know, we still had some forward uh, players that did all right. I mean, Petty, I have yeah. to admit, I was highly skeptical of that move. Three goals. He was pretty good. I mean, look, it's it's obviously a makeshift role for him, but I yeah. think he I think he actually did pretty well. I mean, it's... Kind of leads in a straight line. Yeah. He was being, kicking pretty well. Look, being a forward in our forward line is not the easiest of tasks. Yeah. And he did a pretty good job, I think, as our key pillar. I thought he was good. I liked Fritch's game up forward. I mean, I know he missed that crucial goal late. But he still kicked a couple of goals and was pretty dangerous. I yeah, thought. I think so. Yeah, he's a very handy player. And we kind of, he's a bit like Salem. I feel like we want him in a lot of different spots in the ground. Well, just because of his kicking, isn't it? That's yeah. the problem with our team. Kicking is such a, like, um, it's a bit of a, not rare skill, but it's not, you know, we're not known for our kicking skills. So whenever we have a couple of good kicks, we just need them everywhere around the ground. Kind of right. like milkshakes. Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I'm happy with Fridge playing that role for now until milkshakes comes back. Um what did you make of uh, the two ruck strategy? Yeah, push? so I just think that um, 
I think that Proust probably needs to be a bit of a better mark at this stage in mm. order for us to really get something out of that two ruck, the double ruck combo, right. right? So I think that he's not necessarily marking it as well at the moment, but I do think that once he gets the once he gets sticky tape on the mitts, he'll uh, he'll be. That's a very BT thing to say, isn't it? Uh, once he once he manages to mark a few more balls, I think it'll be a great combo. But I'm not sure for now if it's the right combo. Yeah, I think until it, the marking and, and the sort of overall fitness improves a bit. I think once again it'll take some time for them to get used to it because I think traditionally Gorn has played better when he's the sole. Definitely, rock. Gorn loves it. He relishes it. He relishes the responsibility, but. I think for our team versatility, I mean, we have to do this two-ruck approach because Definitely. we want Gorn in places other than in the ruck. Right? Yeah, um, exactly. And we, we need him to take mark, marks at forward. And, yeah, know. absolutely, absolutely. Um, speaking of Gorn, what did you think of his uh, ruck craft comment? I thought oh, it was hilarious. This is great. Um, for people who didn't see it, um, he had a free kick paid against him in the forward line against, I think, Dunkley or something like that. Yeah, it was against Dunkley. Um, and, and he basically berated the umpire by saying, um, oh, mate, that's just ruck craft. That's just ruck craft. Basically just praising himself for yeah. the quality of his it's like, that's just like, tap work. <laughs> it was a little bit like, you don't appreciate my genius. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah, Mozart yeah. and uh, yeah. you can't Van appreciate Goff my... Saying, yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe not in my time, but in yeah, some future generations. Exactly. That's just ruck craft. I love him. He's so funny. I love Gorn. He just makes me so happy. for him to be the captain. Yeah, I just to get his press conferences that. every week. Oh, instead they'd of, be amazing. Instead of Viney's like, oh yeah, we're just just working on the fundamentals, yeah. and just trying to be a more competitive team. Yeah, I get feel around like the boys Gorn and... might not necessarily stick to the script that the Melbourne media manager would um, no. present to him, but I think he'd make it a much more entertaining time for all of us. Yeah. I just love him as a player and as a person. And I just wish that you know, for his sake more than anyone's, next year we really need to bounce back because he's in the peak of his powers, and we yeah. can't afford to waste that level of dominance. You know. Right. Oh, totally. People talk a lot about a premiership window. I think our window is as long as Gorn is Definitely. playing really well. We're so reliant on him, and he yeah. makes everyone on the team look so much better. Yeah. Um, yeah, we need him so badly. But I don't know what we do about him, because this season we're just not getting as much value out of him as we want. Yeah. He's winning the taps, and it seems like the last few weeks we've been crushing the hitouts. But that doesn't mean that we're necessarily winning the ball well, away from the contest. because this comes to our next point, Kieran, which is the outside work. Yeah. Which we got really belted on the outside this week, didn't we? Yeah, down by 80 yeah, in the uncontested ball. Yeah. It's really not great. So, I mean... Which used to be a strength, I thought. We used to be a high-position team last year with a lot of a lot of uncontested ball. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know what's happened. I mean, look... And this is where the whole... Is it the preseason or is it the players issue comes into, comes into play, right? Because, I mean, the club would say that, you know we haven't turned over all these players. Like last season, we just were, were in better shape and we're more fit and we're e- it was easier to sort of get on the outside. But now, it just looks like all of our players look like very one-dimensional in some ways, at least our midfielders do. Yeah, and I have they to say... They can rack up possessions, but they can't necessarily use it as well and they can't necessarily spread on the outside. And they can't spread. And we've been saying this all season. Yeah. And I have to say, it's a bit, bit of a strange move seeing Lewis in yeah. the centre so often. I mean, he didn't play, play badly, but... He's always going to get blitzed on the outside. Definitely. And I think it's also, um, and this comes down to the what do you do about Brayshaw problem? Because, you know, I get that he's not playing well and, and some of the sort of wise heads on demon land seem to be calling for him to be traded, which I completely disagree with because ultimately he's being played out of position. Like, he looks lost. He This looks like how he was sort of at the start of last year when yeah. they weren't settling him in a, in a 
particular position. Like, that's right. 13 I, touches. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just ridiculous. But he just needs to be in the middle. And I think Lewis taking up, like, what, 90% of the center bounces last time. And, like, I think that's what they said on On the Couch. And Brayshaw having no, attending no center bounces is crazy. That is incredible, isn't it? It's hard to see what the rationale for that is. I mean, it seemed to me that, on watching on the TV at least, that Lewis was playing a bit on Bontempelli. Yeah, which, which again is not an ideal matchup. It I wouldn't wasn't. Have thought. Although Bontempelli, he did get a bit injured for one quarter, but he didn't seem to have a huge impact. So yeah. maybe it was working to some extent, so they kept going with it. But yeah, Gus has so much X factor for us. And he's a complete shadow of the player he used to be. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's and, low in confidence and he's low in form. And what, what do you do? And I think he's he needs to be settled a bit more. Right. And I don't know if the coaching staff have necessarily given him that, um, like backed him into being a midfielder right now. Well, let me ask you then about that point you made about the trade strategy. Because if we do want to get a decent player coming in to fix some of these outside problems, we're going to need to trade someone decent, right? Right. So the options to me are Gus... Harms and Viney. Right. They're the three midfielders we could trade. We're not going to trade Clary. Right. I think Clary's off the table as well. He's completely off the table. And then, so the question is, how do you make that call? Because Viney is playing okay. He got, I think, the highest possessions. But obviously, his kicking's a huge problem. Huge, yeah. Um, there was a stat that the AFL.com posted that he's 508th in the competition in his kick rate. That's pretty nuts. Which is pretty bad. Yeah. So, but we know that just watching him. No, his kicking's an issue. Um, but he does work hard and he gets the contested and ball. He's a and he's a captain and there's all those other factors. And look, he has been injured as well. And so right. maybe you know he's got some injury concerns to think about too. Um, Harms, to me, is a bit of an intriguing one because... He's, I think he's actually more consistent than Viney and Gus. I would agree with that. But I don't know if his upside is as high as either of them. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's got some special talents. The thing is, is that a team like the Gold Coast would kill for a Harms or a Viney. Right. Like because they Harms are, kicks four goals against them. Well, not just that, but also because they're exactly the type of players that they need. They need these like really tough in and under you know, midfielders who win the ball and can distribute out to some of their outside players. And they've got a lot of outside players. Hmm. Um, and... They just don't have any insight is, I think, the real issue, right? And that's where they lack grit and all those other problems. And so if, you know, doing a deal with the Gold Coast Suns would actually be something that would be pretty clever, I think, for Melbourne to do in order to bring in some outside talent or some high draft picks, um, you know, in exchange for one of these bulls who they would pay a lot of money for. But, you know, obviously the issue is, is I wouldn't think that Harms or Viney would possibly go to the Gold Coast Suns. No, I don't think so either. And what would we get exactly in return? That would be make it worth it. You know, that's a question I haven't really thought through right now. Right. I mean, I mean would we get... We're not going to get, like, pick one or two, but say we get a high-picked, is that what we want? We probably want, like, a ready-made outside player, and I don't know if there's anyone in the Gold Coast. I mean, Jack Martin would be handy. Yeah, Jack Martin would be amazing. Definitely, definitely consider that. But he's also kind of injured at the moment, and, yep. you know, he's been down, and so who knows? But I, um, yeah, I do think, though, that if there's particular... Like, in terms of teams that would really value harms and viney types i think it would be like gold coast right you know more than most i would say let me ask you this needs so say we have the option of trading one of gus harms or viney for langdon from Fremantle. Would yeah. you do it um i wouldn't trade gus for langdon yeah and i don't know about harms for langdon either viney it's, it's all unclear 
It, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I would do that. Joke. What about same trade, Brad Hill? Yeah, that's a more obvious one for me. Yeah. I haven't watched enough of Langton. I hear a lot about how he's a gun and he runs a lot, but I um, Bradley Hill, I'd definitely do it. I mean, not Gus. I probably still don't want to trade Gus, but yeah, yeah if there was a deal involving Harms or Viney to go to Frio in exchange for Bradley Hill, yeah, for sure. Oh, I would trade all three of those players for Bradley Hill. Really? Without really any hesitation. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I think I'm very comfortable with our contested ball players. Uh, I don't know about that. I really, I mean, yes and no, right? Like, I think, um, I just think Gus has got much more upside. And he came third in the Brownlow, for God's sakes. And I know that everyone keeps saying... He wasn't top five in our best and fairest Yeah, I get that. But do you he had a really legitimately think he's, he's a more impactful player than Brad Hill? No, but I do think he's a younger player than Brad Hill. And I do think right. that he could be a, um, a really a superstar midfielder in the competition later. He could be. I just. Think, I don't think he let that kind of talent go out the door much, like very easily. I just think it's about fit, right? Like, no doubt, Gus is a very good player, but Hill's ability to get spread on the outside and deliver. Yeah. Like none of the three players we just named have the ability to deliver. Yeah, I agree right? with that. And but, at some point, we're going to have to fix that. But what Who's is going to take much line? more of a? What's going to make much more of an impact? Like, let's say we traded Viney for Brad Hill, or tried to trade Viney for a deal involving Brad Hill. And I don't know why we're even talking about this because they're never going to trade Viney, right? If he's right. a co-captain, they're just not going to do it, I don't think. Well, this is why I think Harms is the player that could could get yeah, thrown up. Yeah, but he wouldn't get... He wouldn't command, I think, the... It'd be um, Harms plus something. It'd have to, to be Harms plus something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think we need to be kind of open to these things. And then there's Isaac Smith. Oh, he's too old. I feel like he just doesn't fit our needs because he's too old. Yeah, I guess so. It kind of depends on where we think we're at. And I still think that in the next couple of years, we could challenge. We have to be thinking like that with Gorn at his prime. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Isaac Smith, look, I haven't really been watching Hawthorne this year, but if he's the player that he was Oh no, you know, he's a gun. Years, There's no doubt about it. He's a gun. Yeah, and I don't know. I think we have to be kind of bold with this. Because yeah, I agree. what I don't see is, okay, we have some better pre I feel like if it was like a lucky Whitfield, I would right. say, oh my God, trade any of these people. Oh, Cornelio, like, you traded them all. Yeah, Cornelia? for sure, for sure. Even putting aside the injury? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cornelio or Whitfield, I just think are stars. Right. Well, so those are people I have no... But Bradley Hillite is not in the same league as Cornelio Whitfield. It doesn't sound like we're in the Cornelio market. No. Which seems which very, to me. Yeah, I mean, well, classic Melbourne. They're like, would we want a gun two-way runner? No. Let's go get like a, you know, just a, you know, one-dimensional inside midfielder. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think we need to be bold this season. I just think... I don't you know, know if the club is going to do it though. I don't think they think that they, they I think they think that this year is an aberration yeah. and that next year it's just going to be onwards and upwards with the same list as before. I, I mean, I don't think they think that that much needs to change. The whole thing just, just frustrates me though so much because I understand we made a prelim last year, but we didn't beat a team in the top eight until basically round 22. Right. And then we got right. a lot of momentum. And, there and was then we a got lot some of, momentum. We had a very good month for sure. Totally. But we got destroyed in the prelim. Yeah. And I think they're kidding themselves if they think with essentially this team with a better preseason is a premiership team. Yeah. I just, I just do not I think there's that. some, and look, I don't think it's, it means there's an entire list overhaul. I mean, I think no, that on, no, no. occasionally on this podcast, I've been very cynical and said that we need a list overhaul. I don't think we need one. I do think though we need to really seriously address these holes that we have on the list, which is leg speed, ball use, and some good small forwards. Yeah. And they've got to do whatever they can to address those issues. But I, I don't know if they'll be willing to. I really don't think that they are of that mindset. Well, to the point of the the skill needs, do you think that Salem is now our most valuable player Definitely. other than Gorn? Definitely. Yeah. He is like, he honestly, 
when he gets, I just want the ball in his hands at all times. And yeah. you can even see it on the other players' faces. They just want to give him the ball right. and just make him, you know, use the ball better than anybody else. Are we getting as much out of him as we can playing him at halfback? I don't think so. I think we should play him in the middle. I but mean, they tried that a little bit and then they sent him back to halfback. Yeah, because we need him everywhere. That right. was the problem. The ball use coming out of the back line was a bit of a disaster. Um, so I'd like to know, see him at half forward. Yeah, I agree. You just know, kicking playing the, the milkshakes rule. I agree. Like, like that's been our biggest problem. Yeah. And okay, we're going to be compromised not having him in the defense, but you know, we need to get better at kicking a score. I know. I agree with that. Um, yeah, I God, I don't know what his contract status is, but we cannot lose him. He is the most untradeable person on yeah. our list right now. Right. Yeah. It's funny after that, just watching that um, that famous trade play out. Mm. We lost Tyson, but Salem has become quite integral to our team. Ah, oh, he's completely integral. Um, and Hunt has weirdly been all right. Hunt has actually been okay this season. Yeah. Um, would would I still prefer been... Josh Kelly overall? I think so. But if Salem keeps developing, the trade looks better. Oh, definitely. It all hinges on Salem right yeah. now. Thank God Salem is a gun. Yeah, exactly. And But, you know, it's taken a little bit of time, right? He's been sort of a bit inconsistent. But no, now he's just showing how much talent he has. He is an unbelievably good kick. Yeah. And he's an unbelievably silky smooth player. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Yeah, he's an absolute jet. Um, Neats, this week's Rowan Bale Award for most underrated performance. Who took your eye? Oh, I did like, I did like um, Bailey Fritzel's game. Yeah? Overall, Yeah. Yeah, he was he was handy. He was handy. And the problem is, I think people might focus on that miss, yeah. which, which was a frustrating miss. But I think he was pretty. pretty I think so as dangerous. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or Harrison Petty. I don't think he was underrated. Um, I reckon I'm going to put out a nomination for young Kyle Dunkley. Kyle Dunkley. Yeah. Why? Well, look, he took that one mark when the ball clearly bounced. Yeah. But he didn't give any sign to the umpire that he didn't believe it as a mark. Yeah. So I thought that was something. Okay. And then he kicked a goal over his brother's head, despite his brother sledging him. I thought that was kind of cool. So that you think that's an underrated performance? I think that was underrated. I feel like they showed that highlight like a million times <laughs> in and amongst the rest of like, you know, Josh Dunkley's like 40 possessions or whatever. Right. And I liked um, um, Josh Dunkley's lobbying for Kyle um, at the end of uh, the game in the interview um, when he was, he was basically like, oh yeah, Kyle had a really good game. And I'm like, mate, he only had five possessions. Yeah. He's just lobbying to keep his brother I in know. the team. I know. That's actually kind of cute. Really cute. Yeah. I find that quite cute. Can I also say, Josh Dunkley is a beast and he's a get jet. He's amazing. When did he when become so happen? good? I didn't even yeah. know he was that good. What were the Swans thinking? Well, he seemed pretty flighty at the Swans. You'd get his 14 possessions. No, he was never at the Swans. Didn't he play at the Swans? No, he never played at the Swans. He was a father's son pick. They didn't want to take him. Oh, who am I going to Oh, confuse Kieran, this is a little bit embarrassing no, for you. Embarrassing. We might have to edit this part of the podcast. No, now. no, we'll Everyone keep it. Everyone can in. know that you actually we'll didn't know that in. Josh Dunkley was never playing for the Swans. Oh, I'll wear that. I really did think he played at the Swans. Never played at the Swans. Or props to that. There you go. They passed Exposed. over him, and so that's how the dogs ended up taking him. There you in go. In the draft. There you go. We will continue to listen to this. I'm sure the listeners will continue to listen to this podcast. Well, they definitely don't come to us for football knowledge, presumably. I don't know what they come to us for. Mm. Um, okay. Kyle Dunkley, Josh Dunkley, both good players. We can all agree on that. <laughs> Kyle Dunkley, okay. West Coast. Yeah. I, I, it's Look, I mean, given that we don't have a forward line, and I'm not sure, is Wiedemann coming back this week or what's the deal? Uh, they said calf. I don't know if it is a full-on strain or just a like a awareness thing or whatever but uh, okay well either way i mean look i just think we'll suffer from the same problem which is that we just don't have the forward power we don't have the firepower to get to kick a winning score and and you know the reality is the eagles are such a high scoring team um i think our defense will look a lot better this time and so i don't think we'll lose by a lot but i would suspect that we would lose by like around 20 or so i think we had a real chance of winning this i mean we nearly beat them in 
Perth. We're playing in Alice Springs, which could go either way. Um, I don't know. Like, our backline's getting better. I feel like we also played them when they were looking really bad and when they were basically winning by playing one quarter of football. But they've been been pretty erratic in recent weeks as well. They haven't been winning every week. No, that's true. Well, I think that before last week, they're actually looking a lot better. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon with a couple of changes, like I think Cannon should probably go out and they should give JK a go. I think so. They seem to have marked his cards a little bit, but um, I mean, he's consistently doing well in the VFL. Um, I don't know if there's anyone else. I mean, Maynard seems to be doing all right in the VFL. but They just don't seem to give him an opportunity, isn't it? No, which is probably because we have a lot of contested balls and whose spot is he going to take? I would be happy to give him a shot ahead of Lewis. I but, would too. But they're not going to do that, I don't think. Um yeah, JKH in for Hannon. See how we go. I reckon we've got a bit of a, sh- a shot, but I, I think the problem is how do we kick the goals? I just I can't see our avenues to goal. Yeah, we're just not going to be able to kick it up. No, um, and their forward line is really potent. So I know that I think our defence will hold up well, yeah, um, or reasonably well. But unfortunately, they've just got like this Jared Cameron guy is a freak. Yeah, I love that guy. He's really good. Why is he not playing for our team? It just makes me so sad. I know it's a tragedy. I just love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just a bit too slippery for us. I think they? so. Yeah. Um, so your prediction? Yeah, I think I think we'll go down as well, but I think this is going to be really tight. Okay. It's going to be less than ten points. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right, everyone. Thank you for joining this week's edition of Deluded. Um, please follow us at on Instagram at Deluded Podcast, and we'll see you after the West Coast game. Go Dees. Go Dees.